So, uh, this is another episode of the Comic Zone. Um, we're here with uh, local DJ on KISS FM, DJ Nike. Whoop, whoop. Um, How's it going? Comic book collector extraordinaire. Yes. Um, how's it going, man? Going pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good to have you. Um, so, you were like one of the first members in the Comic Zone, right? I mean, it was like me. Early, yeah. It was like me, you, and MC Virus. Yeah, and it's crazy how much it's grown. Yeah, yeah. like in the last like two years. Yeah, and exponentially. You know what I mean? It's getting big. But we kind of stalled it uh, just under 700 people, and I don't understand what happened there. It might have been because there was a couple of people got booted, <laughs> so I think there was there was a little less uh, invites, you know, and because there were some people that were finding us, you know, organically, which is crazy. Yeah, well, and a lot of people were inviting each other, and I mean, inviting their friends. Which, how did you get in, Bill? Oh, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, there you go. Yep. Yeah. And I think I pretty much everybody that I know is real hardcore into comic books and nerd culture like that. I've already invited all mm-hmm. of you know my inner circle, what I would call you know in. So nice. I think you know that's probably happened with the the majority of the folks that were in there. You know they've already invited you know the big part of their friends and a lot of us cross you know intermingle. So right. Um. So what got you into comics? I have. Well, first off, I'm 45, so um, mm-hmm. I've been a fan for a long time. Like, I remember when comic books were 25 cents, and this is, like, when I was, like, five, six, and my mom would, you know, buy them at the little corner store, and then I was probably more into DC. I was definitely more into DC, but it was because that's more of the cartoons that I was seeing. So there was, you know, Super Friends, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Wonder Twins, Flash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The the and it was a lot kiddier than most Super of the Super Friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, Meanwhile, at the Hall of yeah, Justice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so those were the comic books that I were re- that I was reading, and it was mostly for the pictures more than actually reading them. And I mean, I could read, but you didn't really care about the story at you know at that young of an age. And uh, about the time I hit thirteen, fourteen. I remember I had purchased a book called X-Force and I had it on the wall in my bedroom just because it was like that size. You know what I mean? And it was just on my wall with like all my hip hop and girl posters. Mm. And I was at that weird age where you don't really play with toys anymore. It was a Sunday. It was the summer. It was raining. So I couldn't go outside and do anything with my friends. There was nothing on TV. I'd beaten all my video games. So I was sitting in my room just bored out of my mind. And I was laying on my bed and I looked up and I was like, oh, I've got that comic book up there and I've never read it because I just got it for the cover. So I pulled it off. It was X-Force number 11, uh, 1992, 93, I believe. And uh, I read it and it was awesome. But uh, unlike the early comics that I remember reading when I was younger, you know, it was like a continuation. It was, you know, when it got to the end, it wasn't the end. You had to, you know, you wanted to, you wanted to find out what was happening. Mm. So I, I live like right across the street from a Seven Eleven, and that's where I got it from. And I went over there and bought the next book, brought it home, made it through it in about ten minutes. Went back, <laughs> bought this all is the in, ones in Michigan and Flint, Flint, mm-hmm. Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I think I made it to eighteen, 
because uh, it was 11 was the one I bought. So, you know, six, seven issues. I went back to the store, the 7-Eleven, and the guy was like, we don't have the next ones out yet, but there's a comic book store that's like a mile and a half down that way. Go check them out. So when it stopped raining, I did. And I remember I walked in that store, and <laughs> I always tell people, it was like I heard angels when I walked in. It was like, ah. <laughs> I was in awe because it was huge. Huge. I think that's anybody's reaction to their first time being in a a real comic mm-hmm. book store. You know, I get that way when I go into like Mile High Comics. Hell yeah! Oh fuck! I yeah. mean, that's and then I see the price. Though. The prices though, and then I kind of go. <laughs> yeah, that's different though, dude. You, I mean, when you can search one quarter of the store for hours, mm-hmm. it's like. I mean, really, you could go through their comic that that uh, bay of comics they have. The back for, issues of the uh, yeah. yeah, you could just go through that forever, like and never go through the other shit. But I mean, then they got a whole library of like omnibus and you know graphic novels, and it's nuts. Yeah, that's not a one day thing. <laughs> no, well, I've only been there once, and I was like there for a couple hours, and I'm like. Didn't feel like I had enough time there. I felt overwhelmed. Yeah. Completely overwhelmed. Yeah. I did the first time. I've Before Norse opened here in Casper, I used to go there like, uh, what do they call it? When it's every three months. Well, every three months. Trimester. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You quarter. Know, quarter. There you go. Every quarter I would go there, you know, with a list. And... And like I said, it was because we'd never, we didn't have a comic book store here. You know, there might be a game place that sold comics for a minute. And I was born in Casper, so, you know, I've, even though I wasn't raised here, so I've been back and forth my whole life. Right. But Norse has been the one comic book store that's lasted more than like nine months. And, you know, I got to give it up to Steve for that. Yeah, really. I mean, we've seen them come and go, like, mm-hmm. a big time. Well, what's, what's, like... what's the one. Uh... It's like the game store now, whatever it is. Yeah, uh, Game Crossing. They had they had comics for a little while, but it was nothing like... No, nah, they had a very small rack. I don't <laughs> even think they had back issue stuff. Mm-mm. It was just... The original comic book store I went to as a kid is now a Domino's. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, it was a, a victim of the 90s bubble. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. They were, they were, they is were that what they out. call Is that what they call it? Well, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's a stock market term sometimes, too. You oh, know, okay. it, it, Values get so overinflated, it then bursts, then they're worth nothing. Um, gotcha. But, you know, it's funny, though. The ones that do it right, and I think the ones that really have someone that care about you know comics themselves they're not just doing it you know to have a business to to make money so like i when i really started reading comic books in the 90s i used to see ads for mile high you know what i mean so Uh, yeah yeah that's why you know going there the first time was like wow you know this is you know it almost seemed like a place you'd never be Yes. It, it, it might could, have had regional distribution. So, like, if you were in New York, you might have a different ad. Or if mm-hmm. you were in Chicago, I think there was a little bit of that going on, especially in the the, the 90s. So, that's why we got a lot of the, the mile high. But you got to think, I was in this, I was getting mile high ads when I was in Flint. Yeah. So, I'm a lot closer. Yeah, they're pretty. Th- yeah. It's pretty. Uh, they, they were, yeah. I, I don't know. Pretty, pretty wide. Even, like, back then, I think it was even bigger. Mm hmm. Like, Cause, yeah, because they were like a warehouse, and a, and a lot of the distributors yeah. went through them. 
Couldn't you get a pull from them too by the mail? Or you could do that directly from Marvel. You could you do- could mm-hmm. sub you could sub through them like order um like send in order forms. My and they'd friend- mail they'd mail you your comics every they probably still do. I think so. And it takes a lot of dedication and a lot of yeah. time, you know, because that always in the back of my head, like I've always wanted to have like a music store and a comic book store, you know what I mean? And I didn't know if they, if I could do it in the same building, but that was always like my dream. And I then, think you could. But as I got older, and especially seeing now that I, I've been back in Casper for almost 20 years now, and I think about it and it was like, man, I see how hard it would be to open that type of business and why they in, didn't last. In Casper. Yeah. Yeah. And there were actually a couple of like there were a, a couple of half ass ones, probably more more half ass ones than real good ones. But uh like right across the street from Taco Time and that where where that uh tax building is and it's connected to uh Fuss Saigon, there was one there and it was really good. And that was late late nineties, mid nineties, and it lasted for about two years and it was really good and then that one went away. But I remember that was my thing with my uh uh allowance <laughs> i'd go to taco time and then i'd hop over to the comic book store or vice versa because you didn't want to worry about greasy i hands. always got my comics like same area it was always at um like buttery or you remember when it was county market mm-hmm. i used to get my comics from there like so newsstand books was pretty much all i got and then whatever you got from like garage sales right you know but I never did get to have like a solid sub to anything when I was a kid. I didn't either, not until I'm an old fart. <laughs> well, see, once once I went to the comic store, and it's in Flint, and it's still open. It's called uh, Comic Relief. It's got a cool name. <laughs> mm. but uh, That is a cool name. Right. And it, they kind of did it like Sam's Club. So there was a membership. You know, there was an you could do a monthly, you could do six months, or you could do yearly. But of course, you know, whichever one you got, you were getting a bigger discount. And it was like 25% off new stuff, 30% off back issues. Are you hearing that, Steve? Are you hearing that, Steve? Hell. (laughs) (laughs) And and again, this is when comics were a buck 25. You know what I mean? Like the most they ever got up to was two bucks for an annual. You know what I mean? So Mm. it's hilarious looking at, you know, the prices now versus you know what they were then but you know they they last longer now you know the papers may is better you got that gloss like if you spill something on it you don't have to well, worry about it ruining the, the book and then the card back covers mm-hmm. i mean that makes it so much easier to take care of them right and they're fl- inflation yeah mm-hmm. and even now with you know paper shortages and stuff like that and yeah we talked a little bit about that last episode yeah i was so. i was listening talking about the uh the the hip well that would be it's just be it's good. great just to diversify in that kind of environment. And be... I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, especially since they're still printing it. Because I would say I was a little afraid uh, for traditional comic books when when like the Kindles first started coming out. Oh right. Because I was like, oh man, I really you know everything's digital. Yep, and I did not want it to go completely digital. It's like uh, I heard this somewhere. I can't remember where, but it was like. Or no, it was a Stan Lee quote, and he said, uh, comics are like um, titties. It's like they're fun to look at on the internet, <laughs> but I like, I like, I'd prefer to hold them in my hand. <laughs> right. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, that's one of the realest that's things the I've ever heard. shit ever. Yeah. Like, and it's not wrong. 
like it's so true about comics it's like you can read them online and it's okay and i do right when i can't i can't like quickly get something that i really want to read but it doesn't compare to like no flipping through a book no yeah i I 100 percent agree with that so do you wear I heard you wear gloves every time you. Read. I do. I I am I am uh, very anal retentive <laughs> when it comes to that. So I have the powderless gloves. Oh, I put them on both hands, and uh, and I started this in the in the nineties because like the you know the ink on your on you know the mm-hmm. the oil from your fingertips would mm-hmm. mess up comic books. Like if you even touched the page for more than a half a second, you were getting fingerprint marks on it, and. Like, I had a job at a young age, whether it was, you know, slinging newspapers or or actually, you know, getting carts at a at a grocery store. I had a job. So I was paying for my comic myself. And I remember forking out like 25 to 50 bucks a month, you know, in the 90s, which now thinking about it, I mean, it, in comparison, it's probably about the same, you know probably, what I mean? Probably, yeah. With inflation. But, it, but, you know, when you're paying for something yourself as a child. 25 a month? Uh, How much do you think you spend a week now? Now, on average, I spend about two hundred a month. Now, yeah, you know, that's so, what I'm saying. Like that's not. I don't, but you think? But you think fifty as a kid with a with a regular job? You know what I mean? Right. You know, a a, a fifteen sixteen year old with the paper route that was yeah. Comparison was yeah. it's like that was fifty percent of what I was making. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, what other bills did you have? None. Z well clothes, but yeah. So. Uh, when when did you get into X Force? So X Force, it was it was number eleven of X Force. It was nineteen ninety two, ninety three. Rob Liefeld uh, was writer and artist, and uh, a Hispanic guy that I never say his name right, so I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> but the two of them uh, took over New Mutants, which was the junior squad of the X Men. So they were like preteens, and I was never and like that didn't appeal to me at all like why would you care about writing about preteens because i was one you know what i mean it was like what can you do like there's very few 12 or 13 year olds that were doing anything cool and then you have like the x-men that were kicking butt so Mm -hmm. but uh when the two of them took over new mutants and that's when they introduced deadpool and cable and they became instead of being like this little junior squad for the for the x-men they became like a military unit and at this point in time I was uh, I'd already made up my mind I was going to join the Marine Corps, so I was in the delayed entry program. So it really spoke to me on that level too. And the big thing, and this is a problem I have with comic books to this day, the artwork on the outside was the same as in the inside, right? And and that was a big thing in the in the mid '90s, especially with a lot of the image era artists that are especially artist writers, so your Todd McFarlands, Eric Larson, uh, Jim Lee. Uh, and Jim Lee was actually working on X Men, which I was a big X. Like the X teams was was what ch- turned me into a hardcore his collector. His X Men work was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And to like to to this day, I would put Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld's art against anything that's in the Louvre. Well, even all those guys in Image, they all hold Jim Lee up mm-hmm. on another level. Like they're even they're like he's fucking great. Facts and. And that's what did it to me because I used to hate to, you know, you see this dope ass cover and then you open it up and it's like, what is this garbage? This shit looks like stick figures. Mm. So I, I was really into that. And then it was probably around 95, 96. So at this time, I'm a young adult, 18, 19. And that's when they all left DC and Marvel and created Image so they could keep their characters and 
and image was they, those were some of my favorite books that that run the original run image so when spawn first came out shadow hawk young blood like all of those that Wildcat. was wildcats and uh because i didn't get into young blood till later but wildcats spawn young blood was really really good yeah that was like my favorite wasn't that Lightfield? Yes, it was. Yep, yep. And he like basically redid X Force, just mm-hmm. the same idea with a, with a li- with a little bit of Avengers in there too. But right. yeah, it, it was really good. But didn't he he stopped on X Force on issue nine? Um, no, he did X Force for the first year and a half, and so I'd say eighteen. Because he started on New Mutants 97. And so 97 was his first one. That's when he first introduced Cable. New Mutants 98 is the first appearance of Deadpool. That was him. And then he did, like I said, the first year and a half of X-Force before they so kicked him out. <laughs> he wasn't... Uh, well, that's when he left, right? Mm-hmm. Was it, that's when they didn't really kick him out. Uh, true. There, there, were, like, there were a lot of artists that were having creative differences with with the major two companies at then because they weren't they didn't get to keep their characters well yeah and then he saw how much money they were making off of the characters that he mm-hmm. created yeah because and, and he's getting none of that they're like living on ramen noodles and shit yeah because him and jim lee were two and todd mcfarlane i think those three were two of the, the three of the biggest uh creator artists at in marvel at that time like they were all doing crazy numbers you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i definitely get why they left but it was it was x-force that got me on so i went back and got all of the first run and uh it crossed over into the extinction extinction what was that it was the one where executioner song yes with the cable and uh his clone was he Strife. a part i was gonna ask you that was he a part of that no that was, was about gonna, when that he was left. when he transitioned they mm. were transitioning and they wanted to kill Cable mm-hmm. and like rebrand it um, because he didn't want to be known as like the uh, what do you call it? like uh, like because they knew everybody knew he was just Liefeld's replacement, right? So right. he was trying to do something to stand out. But the Executioner song was really dope. They did actually kill Cable for a while. He went to another dimension and. Before he came back. Yeah, he came back like mm-hmm. in, in issue 20-something. It wasn't very long. Yeah, then that's when they did the other crossover, the Phallic Saga. I can't remember what that one was about, but that was like these aliens that were like the same as a uh, Warlock came, you know, and it was... Oh, Adam name. Warlock? Yeah. Oh. No, 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 Warlock. Uh, Warlock was one of the new mutants. He was an alien robotic. Yeah, the te- that's where the techno-organic virus came from. Was that oh, okay? Now tell me about that. Um, let's see. That I had to learn about. I had to do some backup to learn okay. about that yeah, because yeah, yeah. Lay, lay it down for us. Because yeah. I kind of know about the virus, but oh, let so us know. I, f- I forgot what the race was called that Warlock was, but when he died, it ended up affecting in infecting other mutants, and uh, Apocalypse actually used that on Cable, which is why as a baby. That's why they sent him into the future because there was no cure for it in our timeline. Okay. So that's why, although Cable is is a Cyclops' son. Yeah, he's older. <laughs> yeah, he's like fifty when Cyclops was like twenty five, thirty. Yep. But yeah, that that's how. And they... then yeah, during the Age of Apocalypse, um, that's where X Men became from because he's Nate Gray. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. he's 
What cable, cable would be? Ba- yeah, he's basically cable without the virus. Facts. So, and I don't know. I mean, if he anyone that doesn't know, he's basically fighting that virus from taking over his whole body, so it takes up like half or a big chunk of his power. I'd say probably more than seventy five percent because so, right, yeah. they, they it was it was a uh, rumored. Because his mother is a clone of Jean Grey's, Madeline Pryor. It was rumored that Cable would be a stronger telepath than Professor X if he wasn't constantly keeping the techno-organic virus at bay. Mm-hmm. And then when you see like uh, X-Man or Nate Grey, he, mm-hmm. he can fly, he can do all this crazy shit. Yep. And he's like Omega level. Yep. Like one of the most powerful mutants on the planet. Which is cool. Uh and then, like, the lead-up to all that, Legion, mm-hmm. the Legion quest. Did you ever read any of that, you guys? Did you guys Some of it. About Legion? Well, it's when he, because um, before he had, like, the split personality, right? And then, so at the beginning of the Legion quest, he's kind of uh, brought his mind back together to one personality, and he's decided that, um, the that he needs to go back in time to kill uh, Magneto um, to show his father that he loves him, or I can't remember his exact read. It doesn't make yeah, sense because he's insane. <laughs> right. But, so he does, um, and when he's about to kill Magneto, he, Xavier jumps in the way and dies instead, which makes it so he doesn't exist, and it like... Apocalypse sees like the the opportunity to take over, and he does, and yeah, it's good shit. But then, yeah, Nate is basically the one to at the very end of battle with him, mm-hmm. um, and was one of the only characters to make it back over to the main timeline with Bishop Sugarman. Oh, I forgot about Sugarman. <laughs> uh, who else? Um, Alter Beast, or like the... The evil beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was like a mad scientist. Yep. So, Bill, you had a question. I forgot you were going to ask that before. It's. I think it's a good one. So if you had any superpower, what would it be? For me, it would <clears throat> 100% be some form of energy projection. And uh, to be specific, I would like... like Bishop. Kind of, but more like Sunspot, who was also part of Um, Mm X-Force. His original power was he could absorb uh, solar energy, and then he could turn it into brute strength, and which pretty much made him one of the strongest of X-Force New Mutants when he was fully, you know, uh, powered up. But then there was a bad guy, a villain named Gideon, uh, who was an external. Uh, They're mutants that were... Uh, could live forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little bit separate from the Eternals movies that's coming out. These are called Externals, not Eternals. <clears throat> right. But uh, he thought that uh, Sunspot was one of them, like an, a, an immortal mutant, and like plugged him up to this. Uh, what do they call those things where you look at stars? Telescope. Kind of, but what's the whole room? <laughs> Telescope. The building. Oh, an observatory. Yeah. So there was this big telescope, and he had him just absorbing sun for, like, a week. And uh, he ended up exploding the power out. So he got to the point where instead of just using it in his strength, he could shoot it out of his hands, and then he could shoot it out of his feet 
to propel, so in essence to fly. So oh, so it made him more powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So that that would be if I could pick one power, it'd be solar absorption and being able to shoot it out of my hands and feet. I would teleport. Like if I could teleport anywhere. Like so, would it be limited? Like Nightcrawler, where you have to be no, able to see it. No, I want That's cool too. You have to be, just have to think well, he, about it. He has to have like been there, been there, or like. I mean, can he look at a picture? I think so. Probably can look at a picture, but still, like you don't know where he has to know where the walls and shit mm-hmm. are. I mean, I guess any teleporter would need to. Unless you just send out like a shockwave that knocks everything over when you. <laughs> or you can like astral project first to see where you're going to land. Right. And then you could just like. It's like Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like look around there for a minute first. Because yeah, that, that would always seem dangerous to me. Because you know what I mean? You, you did like they vary so because they don't kill people in comic books permanently. But yeah. Well, what if you did teleport right, right into, into a wall <laughs> or inside someone? There was a legion where he made people teleport halfway through a wall and like well, it was in the tv show legion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was very don you know hellish where everyone's like half in through a wall and just like all mangled because mm. he just it was like the de- the evil part that and the alien thing that infected him early on i never watched it the first season is really good i can recommend the first season after that it got really cerebral really quickly <laughs> and yeah, I just fell asleep to it, honestly. <laughs> well, see, I remember Nightcrawler said, and this was, I like the fact that this was in the comic books about the same time uh, they introduced him in the, the X-Men film, so like the second or third one. And uh, in the comics, there was uh, there was like, well, why why do you have to have seen a place where it goes? He was like, I can survive depending on how much of my body uh, rematerializes inside of a solid object. He was like, but the pain is indescribable. Which you would think, yeah, if my hand just automatically goes inside of a wall, of course that's going to hurt. Like if you punch a wall, it hurts. So, right. Like, so does it like merge you with the wall, or does it like? Well, the sci- the science, the scientists, where they say about two objects can't uh, exist in the, the same, same space. space. So basically, whatever part of your body is in there, you're going to lose. But the flash can vibrate. Yes, that's or, uh, different though. He's moving fast enough phase. to like that. His molecules yeah, separate. He's, yeah, he's like moving past the. That's different. I remember the actual the original Flash show from like eighty five, and a, a lot, this shows how old we are. But especially you and me, because I don't know exactly how old you are. I'm almost forty. There you go. Uh, well, I'm forty five. So, uh, well, I'm thirty seven. Oh, okay. Well, there was there was a Flash show in the in the eighties. And it lasted like a season or two. You can find it at Walmart now for like nine bucks. And I guarantee the whole show. And it's probably streaming somewhere. But the guy that plays Flash's son or father on the, the one that's on CW now was the original Flash. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought that was so dope that they that did is that. Dope. Um, that is really dope. But I always remembered that episode because in the 80s, that was a pretty good special effect. So he ended up with a cold and he was standing next to a wall. And you know they were telling him, don't do... Don't do your any superhero heroics because you know you might. We don't know what's going to happen with you having this cold. And he sneezed and went through a wall because oh, his body was. And I remember I was like, "Holy shit!" So that that's is... how he found out he could mm-hmm. in the TV could... show, right? But yeah, I, I've always remembered that that episode. It was so Excuse dope me. to me. Sorry. 
And they did that a lot in the CW shows. There, there were like people that had been in, in like even in Smallville. Oh, he's had a hard time getting into CW shows. Sometimes. Uh, but Supergirl has Lois and Clark in it. Mm-hmm. The, the characters, uh, I don't care. Dean Kane. Dean Kane was oh, in there. Right, right. And so is uh, uh, Lois. Uh, Isn't that what that new show is? The Lois Supergirl. And- no, 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 not, not the new one. Not, no, not the one. That's completely new. And it's actually pretty dope because it's like, uh, I only His saw. kids? Yeah. yeah. He's got two kids with him and Lois, and it's, it was pretty sweet. I got to give it up to him. Completely new cast, but. Yeah, I thought that was uh, the Lois and Clark people, but maybe not. Yeah. No, yeah. They, we, the, this Lois and Clark was from the early 90s. Yeah. No, I remember 80s. that show. What was the and girl's I thought, name? I remember Dean Kane, but that the chick that played Lois was super hot, and I can't remember what her real name <laughs> what her real name is. Still is yeah. on screen, anyways. Um, IMDb Internet Movie Database. Yep. We're I'm go, oh yeah, as soon as you say it. But yeah, sometimes the CW the characters are just too perfect looking. Well, yeah, they're teeny boppers for a reason. Exactly, right, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like appealing to that that audience. demographic. Yeah, it, that's. I think that's what bothers me about it. Is Terry it's Hatcher? Like, Terry Hatcher. Okay, I think that's what bothers me about those. Is it's like very clearly being pushed to a very particular audience demographic. It is. So, and it's like I feel like comics are for everyone, and it doesn't need to be boiled down to that and i think that's why the mcu has knocked it out of the park because they're not doing that i agree to a point that as far as tv goes for the newer shows and and saying newer is for is iffy but i started on smallville and smallville was very high schooly and i remember when, when i saw the first episode i remember i was like this cannot last more than 10 seasons because they had Clark is a 17-year-old, and we all know, you know, by the time he Right, actually, eventually it's got to be Superman. Yeah, and they said they were never going to put him in the costume. They were never put him in the in the cape and shit. Mm. The creators did. Uh, so, you know, they put him in a box. But it's kind of cool to see those prequels, to see, you know, especially if the comic books at the time, you know, DC hadn't gone there. Like, there's a Superboy, but that wasn't Superman, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. It's a different character. A, yeah, he's a... So it, it was cool at first. It, it got a little stagnant about halfway through because, you know, they kind of... It's like dragging it out. Yeah, and then know. there there was that really... And this was the same time Heroes, the TV show Heroes was out. Orig- the original one, not when they did the rebirth. To, like, I remember the name. I'm trying to... Now I gotta look it up. Save the cheerleaders in yeah. the world. That show, like in comparison to Smallville, Heroes was really good. The first two seasons of Heroes, kind of like Legion, knocked it out the box because it had a lot of the comic aspects without you know the costumes, but because it was on. A, oh, okay, I remember this show. And they had a lot of more adult things. So you know, you had you had a character that had a drug problem. There was a chick that was a like a hooker. You know what I mean? There was. There's, a yeah, real conflict. Yeah, and, you know, and it's that's got that it. super hot blonde chick. Yeah, what's her name? I Hayden Penitary. I'd never say her last name right, but <laughs> she was dating one of the one of the guys in there. The dude with the real funny <laughs> lip, <laughs> the cleft lip. I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't fucked yeah, up. Good for him. Yeah, but that's also where Zachary Quinto got his really big start. Okay. Yeah. Because he was playing the bad guy. I don't think I ever watched that show. Maybe I should. You should. Especially, it goes downhill. Because it's the same thing that happened with Smallville. There was a really big... uh, The writer's strike. Yep. 
And that writer strike, every show that was that had writers that was on strike suffered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I I enjoyed the last season, but it just was kind of like what? Yeah, it's like it was definitely a lot of you could tell it was a lot of cop out writing, and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I I like the char- the 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 actor who played the villain. Um, he was also in Prison Break. And he's really... in a lot of. He's been in a lot of the CW shows too. As a matter of fact, Break that was a good show. And hell, a lot of them, the both the the two main guys from Prison Break are in are in a uh, Legends of whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, the other one, uh, Legends of Future Past. Is that right? No, no Legends Future Legends Past. Of, no, Legends of the Future. Isn't that what it's? What is it? God, are we but... just fucking this up? Yeah. <laughs> The other uh, Legends of like, Tomorrow. Everybody's like, these guys don't know shit. Legends of Tomorrow. I almost want to start watching it because I know Constantine comes back into yes. It, oh, I that'd be the, sweet. I like the Constantine show that, and the same actor. Was plays there a it. show? Yeah, was yeah. He on a show? It only lasted a season. It was really good. I don't remember why it because like everybody wanted it to continue. FX, or but something yeah, else. more obscure. It was cable. a Constantine show. Yes, yeah. and it was a, and not like the movie with Keanu Reeves, which was still good, but it strayed a lot from the source material. The TV show was right. It, it, what was the show called? Yeah, there's just Constantine. Constantine because the comic book is called How Hell. Did I it, miss this because it only lasted a season. It was it was yeah it was FX, so it didn't have a lot of regular okay. streaming a real push behind it i think just because it kind of had that demonic mm-hmm. feel i think it kind of was uh, shunned in a little ways even though you know i think the story well was that can't great. be any worse than like supernatural That's exactly but it, but it was like fx has fx has a tendency to reach they go for a certain audience too mm-hmm. men like i'd say 25 to and older <laughs> and probably right. closer to 30 right. so it didn't have it didn't you know have the push that like a cw would have or like the all these streaming services, but the fans did get it. So the guy that played Constantine voiced Constantine in all of DC's uh, animated shows, and he ended up in Legends of Tomorrow. So I liked it. Like he 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 did. So they he, brought the character over, mm-hmm. or cool. he had one good motherfucking contract. Facts, which uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, well, true. Because you know he's got the t- the ch- yeah. Because that just doesn't, you know. But the fans sometimes do. Because think about uh, uh, what's oh boy from that was in Iron Man that ended up with Agents of Shield, like which Clark uh, Greg Clark Greg Greg Clark. He's he. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Coulson, Agent yeah, Coulson. Agent Coulson. Yeah. Yeah, he got yeah. that because like his part was he written was so popular. Yeah, and, and he that, was supposed to be like a background character and everybody loved him and then and and spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen the very first avengers which in 10 years hopefully you have mm. but he was killed by loki in the first avengers and then ended up in agents of shield right we thought he was dead mm-hmm. malibu no and then we were all sad that he died and then oh yeah uh, everybody and that's how malibu. they revealed he was still alive was uh when when that show started, mm-hmm. where did they where did he think he was on vacation? No, uh, it's a tropical place. Yeah, I can't remember. It wasn't man. Malibu's no, in California. California. But How did they like, explain away him being alive or him not dying? Uh, alien, because he got stabbed. Blue alien healing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was like a se- two season season and a half of explaining that. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! I mean, it was it was a good good ride. I think there were some slow parts. Around. See, I think I think. Uh, a show like that could be done better if done by Marvel Studios. But it had Deathlock. 
Yes, it or did. Was it? Wasn't that a? Se- that was season one of uh, Agents of. Sh- yeah, Agents, Agents of, of Shield. Shield. He and well, he and he was he's in it up until at least season four. Deathlock, the the Deathlock character yeah. is. Uh, then you know they they introduce Robbie Reyes, the Hispanic ghostwriter that doesn't drive a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, he drives the car. I remember. Yeah. It was only half a season, probably because it cost so damn much. But it was it was for Ghost Rider. It was the best representation I've seen visually cool. on on TV. That's and cool. I will say, Agents of Shield has done has the most references back actually to the MCU than any of the other shows. Like they're like the ones that were on Netflix. You could kind of tell we're still in the MCU because they mentioned it. I like but, the Agent Carter show. Yeah, but it, this was that like was, that was a more direct tie-in. But yeah, and it, it took place like before the Defenders. Oh right, right, Defenders. And, uh, that was a shame that what? that didn't get brought in. But they just didn't have room. Yeah, Kevin Feige said yeah because they tried. You know, they, what I mean? they really to. tried. Yeah, and that would have been so cool. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> with because you think about all the people that were in Infinity War and Endgame as it was? Imagine if they could have added the other. Five, ten people. Well, you know, and well, all the good things that you know about Marvel, the Marvel movies. I've said it before. Is you know the, the emotions, like with the, the pathos that they those characters bring out. I think is what transcends you know ages and demographics about you know the MCU movies, right? And you know those characters all from the Netflix have those same kind of pull that you know they. You know they have that that mojo where you see it and you <laughs> yep. just and you just know you know the way Luke Cage the actor mm-hmm. just walks in he owns it yes you know and like you know, as far as the actor owning the stage and owning that moment you know all of those actors do it I would agree uh, but as far as the tie-ins and this is I say this all the time my favorite Marvel movie and not my favorite Marvel character but my favorite movie out of the MCU is. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The reason it's oh, yeah, my you favorite. Have said that you've, yeah. you've, you've stood by that for Years. a long time. Yeah. Now, my reason behind it is there were so many different things that made it good. That's because it's not just a good Marvel movie. It's, just it's a, a good, good, movie. good movie. But now here's the other. Now, I, I was actually watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This was season one live so you know this is there were streaming services but this was still live on yeah you were on abc every week. Yeah. yeah so right after the mid-season finale so i i watched the mid-season finale and then went to go see winter soldier and they tied in and that was the best tie-in i have ever seen with anything ever from how, different mediums how did it tie in so uh zola the the old guy that uh, with the glasses, the mousy guy that worked for Red Skull. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is when you find out that you know he had he was he had been working for Shield since you know he had uh, what do they call it when you switch sides? Defect. Defected. And then you know you see all this weird shit happening. So at, when this episode of Agents, you know, spoilers again, but this is season one, so we're like seven eight years ago. I haven't Long seen time. it now. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So you. But uh, but you've seen the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Well, the way the way Agents of Shield ended for their season mid season finale was that you find out that uh, you, Hydra 
has been inside of uh, oh. Shield. That that's how it oh. stopped. And then you go see, you know, you go see you Winter see Soldier. His computer. The, the no, room? they they introduced that in the Winter oh, okay. Soldier. So it was just nice to see. You know, it was a connect. It was like, all right, I just watched the hour TV show. Right. Then I watched the two hour movie that was connected. Well, and that's to the it. first time, probably right that that had happened. Yeah, ever that I would know of, like, like a, a TV crossover show? Yeah. of a movie and a show, other than it's like Firefly happened before, but that was a very good effective use. No. And then in the What If that same they pulled that same that plot line back together, but that's That show had me worried at first. Like I was watching and like the first episode was eh, you know, and then I'm like okay, when's this going to pick up? And then it like really kicked off for me um Doctor Strange episode or maybe before that I can't remember but the Ultron okay spoiler alert <laughs> the Ultron shit was fucking so cool like him wearing like the suit like Iron Man style suit right. over the Vision body that was dope but it looks like the Ultron body right like that shit's fucking cool but how they tied that, but basically, yeah, how all of the what-ifs tied in like that. Yeah, I that thought it was, was going to be like an anthology, but then it ends up being all tied connected in together, and yeah. then a big, just like basically them sh- putting the multiverse on display. Facts. It seemed more of like a mosaic, which I... Right, I, they I, ended up I, tying together. It didn't seem like it would, but in it the did. end... It, mm-hmm. it, it You know, here and there, they were, you know, very kind of jagged, but still... Yeah, and then they grabbed the characters from each of those episodes and form a un, unpromptu Avengers Guardians team. Avengers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Super cool. But yeah, that's that. But that anytime they do stuff like that, I love it. And also in Agents of Shield too. Apparently, I need to go watch. Them. You should. You know what I mean. And yeah, I, I, I haven't, I, I haven't finished it, so I'm. They're still. He's probably seen more than I have. But like, there have been other Marvel characters that. So like, the Avengers still don't know that Coulson's alive. But like, Lady Sif does. So from the Thor universe, they still don't know. No. Oh my god. And and it's funny because. Nick Fury knows, and he's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so he knows. Lady Sif knows, and I believe there's somebody else from the Marvel Universe that knows he's still alive. Why they haven't taken the time... Like, I figured it was going to happen sometime in Endgame, and I can't believe it hasn't. I guess it's really not... They didn't really all know Coulson, right? No, they did Remember, that's what got them together at Avengers. Remember, they were all fighting? Oh, yeah, it was his... uh, His death. uh, His, yeah. His death got them working. With the cards? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The bloody... Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve. I love Steve. But, yeah, so... It, it, I, I, I will say, DC does a lot of things really well. For one, I think they they're are murdering animated. their... Yeah, their animated series blow anything that yeah, Marvel Their animated done. movies are amazing. Beautiful. And I don't know... And, and honestly, I like their TV shows. I just don't understand why they can't be as consistent... With yeah, their why movies. can't Flash be the same from same dude from the movie? Right. Or why couldn't they bring the dude from the show over to the like? Yeah. Why? Why? Why are we doing this? And Lawyers, then there's guns and money. Yeah. <laughs> and contracts, but you're signing bad contracts. Facts. You're not thinking ahead of time. Like into the future, like I don't. Think we want to realized ha- how big it really was going to be. Right. Well, this is 
Flash came out. I mean, we were balls deep in the MCU by now. They should have been taking notes. Facts. And Arrow first, you know what I mean? Because Arrow came out first. And Arrow was good. But they should have kept building on that, and they did with Flash. I mean, it was called the Arrowverse. Yeah. But that's where you're fucking up. Like you, why are you why are you calling it the Arrowverse? It's because it was there first. Make, but that's your jumping point. Like yeah. fair enough. But they also jumped over to Supergirl, which was a different so, yeah, it was a different channel, different channel. Uh, so that was you're I mean, signing it, bad contracts. No, but that as far as like TV goes, that was pretty big. That was you know that the, they those two companies would play nice enough to kind of do do those kind of things, and then they also they wove in uh, Batwoman. Uh, which is very short lived, and well, they're still doing it, but now now they're doing yeah. a new one every oh, season. And there's a new, there's a it's new, a new bat. It's a new woman for behind the bat. That's weird. Every season, but they kind of had to do that because they screwed up some the the one chick. Yeah, the original. What's yeah. her name? I can't remember. She's the the, the lesbian like, girl. Everybody's in love with her. Yeah, Ruby she... Ray. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it looks like her, but I don't think that's her. Though. Yeah, I kept I'm pretty thinking, sure it is. I kept is thinking it? Rose, yeah. but that's the the chick, the, the rapper. No, that's the chicken UFC. If you ever Rose. Ruby Rose, is it Ruby? Yep. Okay, so oh, it is Rose. You should yeah. watch the yeah, yeah, yeah videos with her in it. Is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the this band the yeah, yeah, yeahs. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts off as as like a woman cuts her hair and then like turns. I've seen that video. That was the first time I'd ever seen her. And then turns. I think that's kind of where she kind of broke it. And broke in. A oh, lot and of she ways. was in uh, uh, Orange Is the New Black. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good show. But yeah, that music video is the first time I because she's completely covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. But they put the makeup she on her hot, and the, yeah, she is. But it transformed from a very feminine to a very masculine from the start to the end. It's, well, it's that's kind of her weird. thing, though, isn't it? It is. It's like she jumps back and forth. Well, she's definitely she's always been like very vocal about being a lesbian, but she's one. She's a lesbian that guys still find hot, and oh yeah, that's yeah, or, sure. that's rare. You know what I mean? Well, she's a beautiful woman. Well, yeah, like, true, but. but- but for but the, for the masculine qualities that she takes on for straight and men, still be just, hot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what makes it rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. The androgyny. Yeah, is the believe the that is the correct okay. term. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, like what they used to say about Prince and the hair yeah, metal band. Yeah, Bowie. that was the thing mm-hmm. about Prince. Man, he could be take your chick wearing a blouse, mm-hmm. and then she, you know what I mean, wearing her blouse. Yeah, there's, correct. There's the, the rumor of uh, Led Zeppelin that. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember, uh, the, the lead singer, but he would wear the woman, whoever he slept with the night before on stage the next night. Oh, is that dude? I heard the rumor. Was that was actually it, true? Was that dude from the Jane's Addiction? No, that was, uh, the guy from the lead singer from Led Zeppelin. What was the dude? God, I should, I should know. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Yeah. Robert Plant was Robert the lead Plant. vocalist. Yeah. Robert Plant. See, we need him on Google, like on every episode. I got you, man. <laughs> this because you, when, when it, I, I don't understand why anyone doesn't fact check. You know what I mean? When, when you, have... I meant to bring my shit just to do that today. I had my tablet ready with, I, I took notes on X-Force so I wouldn't get schooled up. <laughs> and then I fucking forget my fucking tablet. That's all good. What if I'm trying to be like Cliff Claiborne? Okay, who's that? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. Cheers. Oh, Cliff Clavin. Clavin. Oh, oh he's oh, fucking see, Cheers. Yes, yeah, man. I'm, see, I could. I had to fuck it up to yeah. even qualify. <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky. This like the comic zone's full of old ass people anyway. Facts. Yeah. We're talking about Cheers now. Yeah. 
Oh, you should hear. Yeah, (laughs) you should hear some of the conversations Steve and I have, and Zach looks at us like. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Zach. <laughs> yeah, you try to talk about old comics with Zach. I mean, right yeah, over his head. That's Steve. He points at Steve. I don't know. That's his department. Comics. I know, I know some of the very. Yes, you do. Not old, yes old, no. like 90s. Old old comics is like the 90s now. My yeah. biggest regret is I never read most of those early comics back in those days. Shit, I did. I, I know. I, I collected the covers. I looked at what was cool. There was a you few were ones them, that I did, were, okay. did read. But overall, it's like, ooh, cool cover in the box. And, and never read it. Where now, it's like, I have to read everything I collect. Now, see, and Except it's a, like so a we've one, switched. One fifty. And it's not that I I just haven't had the time, considering how much I'm spending on comics, to read all the ones I have. But, it is hard to, but yeah, you fall you can fall back very I got quickly. Got a whole fucking short box full. We won't even go into how far behind that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I try to sit down. Like I this week, um, I have been just stacking up Children of the Atom. And it seemed like a cool concept to me at first, and it is. It's like these young kids. That, that, don't tell me because I'm. I have all those, but I haven't read them yet. No, I won't tell. <laughs> I won't tell you. Like I won't spoil it. But you, you, it's like these young kids who have powers that are like the original X Men team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I wasn't sure if like they were doing it with technology or if they had power. And I'm not really sure still. Right. Because it just fails to like pull me in. Oh. I'm on like book three, and then you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know. It's just not that's something that's like good for me. Had with every single X Men that I've read of the mo- modern stuff in the past year, nothing has gra- had that that pull. I, I've read like Way of X. I read there's five issues, and it didn't. Are really you talking go like? Anywhere. Are you talking like X titles? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that but just I don't it, have any pull. But yo, but look what we where we came from though. Like that Jim Lee era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some of the, some of the biggest things that happened in the X Men universe happened in the nineties. Like when Magneto pulled Fatal Attractions. When Magneto pulled the Animanium out of out of Wolverine. That was. That was. I remember. I read that and I fucking screamed. That wasn't like I, even. That wasn't even what. That entire run was about. But no, that what, is literally yeah. the only thing that anybody remembers from that run of comics. And you know, it was what? like six books of X know. Factor, X Force, X Caliber, X both both X teams because it was the blue and the gold, and X Force of course because that was my favorite. But yeah, that was was huge, and that came. And uh, I remember uh, if you get fucking the fatal attractions like not the each individual book but the the graphic novel the graphic novel the foreword was talking about how uh the person that came up with that said it as as a joke so when they were you know they were having their table discussion on how they were going to tie them all together and they're like yeah so at somebody's funeral that they're having at the x mansion then Magneto just pulls the animanium out of Wolverine he said he giggled he was like yeah wouldn't it be funny as hell and everybody on the table was like that's fucking genius. How come we never did that before? You know well, what I mean? this is also um, in that run was the first time that Xavier showed his Shi'ar suit. Yep, uh, where he could walk. Yep, in it. Which, if you think about it, that kind of worked. Like the way that works, like he can't use his 
his uh his uh psionics to the full because he's using them to walk is kind of like the same thing with mm. with cable like he mm. can't use his full powers because he's trying to keep from not dying right and um also that kicked off the whole onslaught thing yep. because uh xavier shut down magneto's, magneto's mind, mind and then it imprinted on his mm-hmm. so they mixed and formed uh onslaught yep which was like a whole do you know about that at all bill vaguely familiar yeah no I picked up it on was the pretty, Nimrod side. It, it was pretty cool, especially when they got into uh, with him and Juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And, like, he... Was afraid of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he fucking, like, punched him clear across the country mm-hmm. or some shit. And then... Um, he took control of the Hulk. Snatched the gym right out of his chest. Yeah. The, the side rack that the gave him his powers. Gym. Yeah, because yep. he's not a mutant. But, yeah. No. That the whole onslaught run, and I remember like once the big reveal of who it was because it was obvious. But I mean, I was so into the story because yeah, it looked like he looked like he Magneto. looked like Magneto, and yeah. he and he has Professor X's powers. I don't know, but I was so into the story that I didn't even bother to. It was like, oh yeah, that was so obvious after you know what I mean. But it's, it's cool, yeah. yeah. Well, and then um, wasn't it Franklin Richards? Yes, that uh, was able to. I don't even remember how that ended. He ended up separating their minds, so it put Magneto... Was it him? Yeah, because that's how Magneto came back to being normal, because he was like a baby, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, he was little, little kid. And, and like, fully uh, capable of making, like, pocket dimensions at that mm-hmm. time. He was, like, four or something. But, see, I also hate the... Now, now they're freaking retconning that... Franklin Richards isn't a mutant, and he's like a cosmic being, but he only knew that his powers were blah, blah, blah. I don't like that. That is stupid. Have you read Dark Age? Not yet. Dark Ages? No. Oh, there's a cool part with Magneto. Okay. By the way, if I had a superpower, I want Magneto's superpower. Okay, did you... I take it neither one of you read... Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Read the uh, planet-sized X-Men? Uh-uh. did not. So fucking cool! They, I have it. I just they, uh, it. That, that came out recently, right? Within the it, do you want me to spoil so. it? No, you can go ahead. Okay, it's fucking cool because they t- uh, basically <clears throat> in the current X Men run, they have the um, like they had the island where they started the whole like mutant nation over there. Krakoa, yeah, and then so they decide they want to leave the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and take um, some of the original team's powers, like Iceman, uh, not the original team, but Iceman, then there's Storm, mm-hmm. um, Magneto, and they use their powers to terraform Mars. Oh, that's dope. So Magneto's, like, in space, snatches a fucking massive... Uh, comet made mm-hmm. of iron smashes it into Mars to s- kickstart the the core. Um, then storm restarts the weather patterns and creates an atmosphere. Like uh, Iceman freezes the the whole planet's surface. It, it's it's to, 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 to change the atmosphere. It's fucking breathe. sick. It's really fucking sick. That's dope, though. I remember seeing Mars as part of the Kirkcoa, like a door that we went to. That mm. Well, the they Mars were using uh, Cyclops. His home was on the moon. And they were using Krakoa. Because, like, whatever, I don't know about the plant 
Yeah, you plant a seed and it's like a door. Yeah, and you like can a portal that goes they to use like, that location. Yeah, they is. can use flowers or something. Like I've, they are, I've seen some stuff because there's a game I play that's called uh, uh, Contest of Champions. It's Marvel Contest mm. of Champions. And each month they either they, – they seem to switch off and on. So they'll go from what's going on in the comic books and then what's happening in the MCU – and that's their yeah. monthly, no, you know, and they're doing quest. King and Black right now, aren't they? They were, they last, were month. last month. Now they're doing Eternals. Which, speaking of which, gentlemen, I'm heading. Oh yeah, you two Eternals go to that now. Movie, huh? That's All right. right. So I guess we're cutting it short. Anything you want to plug before we go? No, just uh, I love what you guys are doing. This this needed to be happening in Sweet, Casper man. for a long time. That. Appreciate that. Um, we hope to keep it keep it rocking. What time do you got to be there? Shortly. Okay. <laughs> so we'll... Uh, and if any el- anyone else wants to join the show... Oh, yeah. Anybody listening, uh, hit us up on uh, either me or Bill. Um, just let us know, and uh, we'll get you on the podcast. Um, we're going to try to keep rocking this kind of thing with other members of the group. So we want to make it a community. Well, thanks for the conversation. Thanks for coming in. Thank we you. really appreciate you, buddy. We know you're a busy guy, so... All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Peace. Peace.